0: Welcome into DC on Screen, episode three hundred and seventy nine. This is our weekly DC TV news. We're gonna get into all the TV show news uh, that we found uh, pertinent, mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm your host David C. Robertson. This is uh, my co-host Jason Goss. Hello. Uh, he's he is. Uh, if you'd only listen to the DC TV news, then you don't know that he's been back for a minute. Yeah. He wasn't here last week, but he's here now.
1: I um, tragically missed last week.
0: You did, but you made comic book day. I forgot about comic book day.
1: I myself. I did. I um woke up to a a, a bunch of posts about uh comic book day and went, "Oh, <laughs> yeah. The let's free do comic comic this." Book day. Yeah. Yeah. Um
0: I woke up to a post of a picture of, that Christian posted of you like holding up a bag that said free comic book day and went oh how was the day
1: Yeah yeah and I was very happy with with my <laughs> with my my takings I hunted and gathered with the best
0: Right and that's what we're that's what we're two in society now you hunt and gather at the comic book shop Yeah you for you forage for four color panels that's what you do
1: That's that's what you really want out of out of life at this point um, you you want to make sure you get uh the highest degree of fiction for the lowest amount of money. Yeah, and <laughs> I feel I did that because we went to a comic shop. It's,
0: hold on, it's statements like that that makes Charles McFall say that we're his church. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying.
1: <laughs> Bless you, Charles. You have three days. Three days of of uh, sinless. Sinless. <laughs> you can go sinless oh. for three days is what i'm saying uh yeah th- th- like uh, we uh we went and um i was surprised that like uh my wife had a pretty good time because she like she wandered into the comic book shop and went this is fantastic and uh-huh. it was it was kind of chaos a little bit and it was one of those uh one of those places where like you know how it, it kind of it, like it, it it varies with with Comic Book Day. Like, yeah, you, you know, maybe like one per person. This was mm-hmm. one of those where it was like six per person.
0: Yeah. So we got everything.
1: We this, got this every, everything smart, that looked even mildly amusing.
0: Yeah, it's one of those smart shop owners who were like, "No, if I I can get them hooked on more things, if I give out more free."
1: So, I me mean, it worked though. Um, yeah. I went home. I, like I, uh, one of the, the like the gold series of Comic Book Day this this year was like Rick and Morty, and I went yeah. in and I didn't see it on the shelf, and I got all discouraged. And I got up to the top, and like I like I like I got up to the you know the front of the line, and I I asked the guy like, do you have, do you have any more Rick and Morty? And he like pulled out a pile and like <laughs> um <laughs> yeah, yeah, I made it sound something something like that. And I, sure enough though, like that afternoon I'm sitting like I I took my dogs out to the backyard and I'm letting them run around and I'm sitting there like reading Rick and Morty on the back porch. I'm like, this is fantastic. So like it it like three and a half hours after having received the free Rick and Morty comic, I'm sure enough I'm back there asking, Show me Rick and Morty.
0: Yeah. The way you told me about it, you walked in, you went, All right, you got me yeah uh, it, it was
1: really <laughs> i mean if someone had given me like a, a hit of crack <laughs> it was the same it really was the same and my favorite part though was i was standing in line waiting to receive my free comics and 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 still you know wondering how many we get each and you know my wife was sitting around like watching going like this is fantastic they're like they're like eight-year-olds and superman capes and this is it's like she was having a great time with with just the atmosphere of it um Mm -hmm. and i was too like i i i saw this this kid it was like a four-year-old kid that just walked across with with and i remember this being like me when i was three four years old like he just had like the superman costume on with the cape and i like almost choked up like that
0: was me yeah that was i used to do that
1: and it was a little blonde kid back before I like became a little brown kid. Um
0: that doesn't sound right.
1: <laughs> no, my my hair changed drastically from blonde to brown just in like a weekend. It was yeah. weird. But I, I I was sitting there in line and I sat there and I like I heard this conversation from what was probably a group of twenty, twenty one year olds where like <laughs> they sat there and um I, they were talking about intellectual properties and something Ugh. about like what would you do if you like had Spider Man's like first issue and like it's like you had the inter- it's like you had the inter- intellectual property and I'm sitting yeah. there kind of like shrugging my head like that's not what that's like and they they went on and 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 said like well I mean it's it's like with with intellectual properties it's like like with the with the uh, with the Happy Birthday song. Like you that's why you never hear that, you know, on T V. It's because like somebody owns that song and you have to pay somebody every time. And I'm already thinking like that's Yeah, that
0: was repealed, wasn't it? That's
1: not true anymore. About a year ago they lost that they they lost that case. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Not repealed, but yeah.
1: It it's um it's it was a married couple. I, I, I forget their names, but it was it was uh some married couple that, that owned the happy birthday song and they don't own that anymore they they, they lost it so uh, i'm listening to them already thinking like okay that's not right and then the next one (laughs) chimes in thinking like the next one chimes in saying like oh yeah dude uh you you can't do that because the the happy birthday song is owned by paul mccartney
0: what (laughs) it's not right
1: it was at this point that i refrained from grabbing a handful of comics and smacking all of them in the face and I feel like I I deserve some kind of award. <laughs> I feel like someone should give me something and say congratulations. But they continued. <laughs> there were three people yeah. here. There there was a male, a male and a female. I don't even give a shit which one was happening. I I wasn't even paying attention. Like the, I was flipping through comics thinking Oh, I've got a. i have got aiiii did not I I didn't I didn't I didn't I didn't know what I was flipping through anymore. I just had to hear the rest of this conversation at some point. So I was just like thumbing through things, thinking, "Oh dear Christ, where is this heading?" Uh huh. Uh-huh. And sure enough, it was. Oh yeah, Paul McCartney owns the uh, Happy Birthday song. That's why he can't sing it anymore. Yeah, he's he, he's uh, he's 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 too powerful. Um, but yeah, like Michael Jackson and, and somebody else chimes in. Michael Jackson owned it for a while because he owned all the Beatles songs for a while and then somebody else chimes in behind him saying like yeah 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 uh, I, I I knew he uh, I knew he had some Beatles songs yeah and then uh person one comes back um yeah like yeah he uh he swooped in behind Paul McCartney and he he, j- he just bought all the Beatles songs and I'm just sitting there trying not to throttle everyone involved Yeah (laughs) And yet trying to stay close enough to the conversation That I can I can hear how bad it's getting Like I want to know How off track this information is But I also want to kill Everyone involved (laughs) (laughs) Uh huh So at this point they have uh, They have said that uh, Michael Jackson owned all Of the Beatles songs that Paul uh-huh. McCartney owns um, happy, birthday. <laughs> happy Birthday. And that Happy Birthday is still a thing that's a thing. Which is, this, at, at this point, that's the minor infraction, you have to realize.
0: Uh-huh.
1: That's like a thing I happen to know, because I happen to catch it.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: could forgive him for not knowing that Happy Birthday isn't like a, 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 a liability anymore. But yeah. no, they, they continue. Um, no, um michael jackson bought all of the beatles songs including happy birthday
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and um that's why him uh, michael jackson and paul mccartney didn't get along for so long it was at this point that i had to just move to another portion of the store
0: yeah and the the
1: before i before i shuffled away and i really was looking for something and then i was just faking it, and then I was looking for something again. Uh, But Before I shuffled away, I thought to myself, if you could all just shut the fuck up for a second.
0: (laughs) And stop
1: misinforming each other. (laughs) You're all clearly friends, but if you could just, like, live a quiet, (laughs) silent existence, you would all walk away smarter for it.
0: See, people like that, you remember uh, the guy, we we used to work with this guy, um... I won't say his name, but we worked with this guy, and he knew that we were into this stuff, and we'd, like, walk in, and he'd just, like, like, oh, man, did you hear the newest thing about the, you know, about Avengers? Like, oh, uh, no. Oh, man. It's gonna have, like, they're gonna, like, bring in the Star Jammers. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) What are you talking about? Yeah, I
1: think I know you're talking about.
0: you remember the Star Jammers? Like... From the Ninja Turtles? Yeah. What are you talking about? You know, or like, no, nah, man, the X-Men. Like, oh, they're going to... Oh. Oh, the Corsair. Yeah. That they don't thing. They have the rights to Corsair. No, nah, man, I heard that they made, like, a secret underhanded deal with with Fox. And they're going to bring it. They're totally to happening. I'm like, I follow this stuff, like... I follow all of this stuff. uh,
1: If I remember who you're talking about, he really would do like a thing where he saw a bit of news and then ran it like he would run it through a conspiracy filter and then do it (laughs) like times Y, (laughs) Y being a random variable, and then forget all of it as though it was a dream and then like regurgitate part of that to you the next day. And you yeah. would have to sort through the chaos going 1 18th of what you just said is kind of true. Yeah.
0: Like if we had known this guy during all the BVS hype, he would have been the guy that's like, oh man, no, like, like, you know, they've already actually come out and said it, man. It's official. Like Ben Affleck's not even playing Bruce Wayne, man. He's playing like, he's playing, uh, Deathstroke yeah. and, and Jeremy Irons is, uh, he's, uh, evergreen. You mean wintergreen? No, man. They created
1: a new one. He's evergreen.
0: (laughs) Sponsored by Wrigley's. Oh, man. Anyway. Over to Gotham.
1: Shall we get to the actual news?
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so... Gotham's ratings came out, and they suffered a drop of 0.13 in share, around 400,000 viewers, uh, when it returned from its three-month hiatus. This week didn't improve those, mo- those numbers by much, uh, but maybe it stemmed the bleeding. It checked in at, uh, with about a uh, 1% increase in both share and viewers, Um I actually am a little worried about Gotham this year because they're nowhere near that hundred. I don't even know if that for syndication rights, if that hundred episode mark is still like the big thing. It is
1: is still kind of the big thing. Like they haven't changed that marker so far.
0: If, um, the thing is, you know, if it, um, if it doesn't, if it gets renewed this year, it'll probably get renewed next year. Just as as a product of
1: momentum to get to that mark.
0: Yeah but right now i would be worried about it and i am worried about it
1: it's Um, it's worth worrying about now they dropped but uh fox dropped everything a little bit
0: yeah and you know apparently there's been a lot of uh hum-haw about the fact that apparently a lot of gotham's viewers didn't know it was back yeah from the hiatus um so they might just keep it and you know uh, fix the marketing a little bit or, you know, Hey, maybe not go away for three months.
1: They, they, uh, they might fix that pattern next year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And they've had problems like this, the entirety of their run where they just don't know what, uh, what pattern to, to release the thing in. So, you know, uh, and look, this isn't, uh, this isn't, again, I always say this, this doesn't account for the plus seven numbers. This doesn't account for streaming, Um, you know, we thought it was on the verge of being canceled last year. And then, you know, they whipped the big dick of 10 million viewers out on us. And we went, okay, well, they're back.
1: (laughs) Same with Lucifer. Um, Like we, we thought no way. And then there was
0: speaking of which, speaking of which though, Lucifer's numbers did take a hit. Uh, the return from the hiatus didn't show up big in the numbers. It took nearly a 20% hit in both shares and viewers that represents a season too low in viewers by just a small margin, but isn't quite a low in share. It should be noted that the other episode that performed this poorly, this season aired on Halloween. That's pretty bad. But again, I don't think they knew it was, uh, back.
1: It, it, they have to, they have to be able to get in the groove.
0: Yeah. Now, I mean, sadly, like
1: we've got another month and some change of, uh, Gotham and Lucifer. Sure, so they've got plenty of time to kind of get back in the groove of of you know viewers, I mean yeah. really they, they, yeah, plenty they of do. time yeah. they just uh, episode, came back when it really comes down to it.
0: yeah, now episode two sixteen of Lucifer is gonna spend some time solving a murder in an insane asylum where Lucifer will encounter God Johnson. A man claiming to be God himself and therefore Lucifer's father. Lucifer will struggle with whether this man is who he says he is while he and Chloe try to solve the murder of the weak. Um, I can't say God Johnson without thinking of Zap Brannigan. God Johnson.
1: I just keep thinking it's a name a frat boy gave his penis.
0: (laughs) Moving on.
1: Every single time.
0: (laughs) Uh, You're probably right. Um, you know, me and, uh, I had this friend in college and we were invited to this party that one of our friends was throwing in a dorm Mm -hmm. and we went and we kind of looked around and he was like, what's wrong? And we were like, is this a frat party? And he was like, yes, my frat, I just joined. And we were like, uh, -uh." really? And he was like, yeah. I'm like, we got to leave now. (laughs) (laughs) It was really weird, man. I've like a bunch of grown dudes like drunk and hugging each other and singing old like singing like country songs and stuff like really good country songs it was real weird and like just bored girls with way too much makeup on sitting on the bed looking like they wanted to die
1: yeah you 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 (laughs) walked into the like the male bonding portion yeah of the frat party and uh that is something you have to be there from the get go uh-huh. or it is just not going to work for you
0: and here's the thing like he said uh hey you, you guys should come to my party but be cool you know like you know dress like you are like you're cool and stuff and we didn't we just thought that was funny cuz we kind of thought I he was a joke anyway never
1: known what that means
0: we've never like we never took him seriously since he told us to go watch dreamcatcher and that was like the he said it was the best movie he'd ever seen it was a terrible movie it was awful um, so we, we just kind of harassed him after that. So when he, like, very ardently told us to be cool, like, Jeremy dressed in all girls clothing and I went with, um, I, I had Vulcan ears on and a phaser. Fantastic. In my hand. He was very upset with us.
1: Ah, screw him. That's fantastic.
0: It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and he was even angrier that one of his frat brothers was like, Hey man, is that an effing phaser? And I was like, yeah, it is. And he was like, "Badass." <laughs>
1: I stand by. This, it.
0: This guy stopped making out with his girlfriend to like, to tell give a to shout eat, like, out my to my the phaser. phaser. Yeah.
1: That's the right thing to do though. It is. Anyway, I mean, in college it's, it's, <laughs> you know, low percentage that this is the woman you're going to marry. Somebody walks in yep. with Vulcan ears and a phaser, you, if if you stop and go, wait, did, is that, is that a phaser?
0: Yeah. Hey, one girl I dated, uh, you know, I really wanted to play Mortal Kombat. So when we stopped making out long enough for her to get up and go to the bathroom, I hurry up and turned on my PlayStation 2 and like pulled up Mortal Kombat Deception or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. So when she came back, she was like, oh, what are you doing? But like within like five minutes I'd hooked her and we played Mortal Kombat for like three hours and it was glorious. It totally hooked her. My plan worked. I mean, you can only make out for so long before your jaw hurts. Let's let's do something else.
1: <laughs> I think glorious on both the uh, on both sides. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So anyway, moving back on to Lucifer. Yep. Uh, Maze apparently is a to who's about Lucifer's that, little by the way. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um Not happy about Lucifer's uh, plans. Joe Henderson says, Maze has been on the outside of a lot of what Lucifer's been doing this entire season, and in particular these last few episodes. So when she finds out what he's up to, she's pissed. Uh, What what is he up to?
1: And I'm not sure, but she's been pissed before, and she always sides with him. It's just going to be like one of those things where it's half an episode, I think. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, really. It's going to be like... Her being a little pissy for a second, and then siding with him, cause she does ultimately side with him, and he does ultimately side with her. Like, yeah, they are a pair
0: most of the time, sure. Over to Supergirl. Uh, Andrew Kreisberg was talking about General Zod. He doesn't have a lot of screen time, so I can't say our interpretation is as nuanced as either Terrence Stamp or Michael Shannon. But we did one thing to put our own stamp on it, at least visually. He says that General Zod's costume will take a page out of the older Nazi uniform that he used to wear, which is very cool. Um, Zod's gonna show up in the finale with Tyler Hecklin as Superman and Cat Grant showing up. Uh, Callista Flockhart, uh, I you know, it, I saw the Zod costume in the in the set pics that popped out, you know, that dropped or whatever. It looked like the old Kryptonian outfits to me. Uh, I wasn't you know overly impressed or anything. I mm-hmm. was like, yeah, it looks like the old thing. They did before, uh, but whatever. Uh, General <laughs> Zod's a fun character, he always most is. of the time, so uh, you know, how, I I'm how down. was a
1: little annoyed they didn't like mention the Smallville Zod.
0: The Smallville Zod was fun,
1: he was. I liked that
0: guy, he was good. I, you, I...
1: and he had a lot of screen time like more screen time than Shannon, for God's sake. I mean, it,
0: like, oh, yeah, um. Yeah, he did, and I enjoyed him more than probably any journals that I've seen, and I know that's probably, like, a terrible thing to say, and people are going to be mad. I'm sure
1: there's blasphemy uh, at hand, but no, he was look, he was know, really interesting as Zod.
0: He was good, um, and, you know, he has one of my favorite names of all time, Callum Blue. <laughs> <laughs> how do you not, how how do you not like that? Yeah. Like, my name is Callum Blue. Yeah.
1: what? Deal with it, bitches.
0: Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did a good job. I liked Callum Blue as Zod. Yeah, um, but you know, uh, you know, it's I'm not going to often be like I prefer the Smallville version to this, but no, I liked him. I liked he that did. Character. He
1: had a lot of character. He had a lot of. Uh, I I I like that actor, and um, they had like for somebody who's uh kind of diminutive in his uh, like physical nature. They put him in a lot of spaces where he dominates a room in a way that's uh-huh. it's very it's very impressive.
0: Yeah. Like I would say Terrence Stamp is more iconic and I would say Michael Shannon is more visceral. Uh I've Callum got Blue, no though?
1: problems with either of those people. I just don't like yeah. I don't I just don't like him being left off the list.
0: Yeah. Callum Blue though, I would say he's more slick.
1: Oh, I and would I agree. Just enjoyed
0: that, I, I enjoyed that interpretation more. I
1: liked his I did. either.
0: And I grew up on Terence Stamp, so it's not like I you know I don't respect the past or anything. I grew up on Terence Stamp as General Zod. I'm just like Callum Blue. <laughs> 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 um So uh Kara and Monel might be facing some trouble with Rhea. Kreisberg says, One thing we'll ask, where exactly do Monel's loyalties lie? I thought that was already pretty much established, but whatever. He said he's already made the decision to stick with Kara over his family. See, I told you. But, <laughs> <laughs> but is he going to be able to abide by that? Unfortunately, I got the feeling unfolds. they were going
1: to bring that back up.
0: Yeah, because it can't just be definitive about a thing. Of course not. Uh, Christberg also says Lena is very firmly on Kara Danvers' side, but is she on Supergirl's side? That's an interesting question that gets asked. We love their relationship and we think they're great together. Uh, we have some great plans for next season in terms of exploring that relationship and having it travel to new places. That feel like that is specifically worded to freaking make the, uh, the people who are freaking out and saying that, like, Kara and Lena should be together. I feel like that is specifically aimed at them. That wording.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't I don't think so in, in particular I guess. I, I just
0: He says we think they're great together. We have some great plans for next season in terms of exploring that relationship and having it traveled in, in new places. I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like it's a red herring. I feel like it's crap.
1: No, I mean But I I'd... also
0: feel like they're like toying with people. <laughs>
1: what i want from it is the same thing i got from smallville though with like lex and and clark being good friends for you know several seasons like
0: that's what i that's what i'm hoping for that's
1: what i really but, want know, out of it
0: yeah i'm just saying i think that that wording is is meant to uh bait people into thinking something else is going to happen that's not going to happen
1: i hope they're just baiting people into thinking like end of the season they're going to like see each other's i don't know value and form a friendship. And, and we're going to get, like, this lena Kara thing that's kind of a, I, I, you know, Lex and, Lex and Clark.
0: Yeah, but, you know, importantly, I don't want it to be Lex and Clark as in seven years and we still don't know who the other person is kind of thing.
1: I don't want that either. I just, I, like, Lena and Cara don't have a... <sighs> you You can mess with that relationship as much as you want to like you you can that's that's uh free from clay you you that's whole cloth right you you can do what you want with two with it, and I like the idea of there being like a Luther and you know a uh, Kryptonian that are friends i I just always have liked that idea,
0: yeah I mean I like the idea um I'm somewhat hoping they're not gonna um lean too heavily on that dynamic uh, you know as, in as far as doing it for you know seasons or anything, uh, because as far as I'm concerned, there's no reason that Lena shouldn't have already figured it out. Well,
1: that's that's part of it. Is I I feel like she should figure it out, collar on it, and that should be a bonding moment rather than like a, I don't know an antagoni- an antagonistic moment. I I, I would mm-hmm. rather it not be something that drives them apart.
0: Yeah, I agree. So. uh looks like Dean Kane and Terry Hatcher might not get any screen time together. Christberg says, story-wise, it became difficult to make that happen, much to my Dean and Terry's dismay. There's an episode in which they both appeared, and even though they weren't in any scenes together, just to see their names together in the credits blew my mind. Easily blown, sir. <laughs> I had four seasons of seeing that.
1: <laughs> I, I, gotta, I, I gotta admit, it doesn't make any sense for them to be on screen
0: it doesn't not together there's
1: there he's right like the the story doesn't dictate it so no don't, for, I mean, it's don't cool force cool they're it. the
0: same episode it, you know legacy casting is always fun but it's always just a gimmick and i don't high i don't hold it in, su- in such high esteem you know i don't care yeah like it's fine it's enjoyable sometimes but and then other times it's not sometimes it's just like we could have gotten a better actress for this <laughs> Yeah, I know I'm 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 an awful person but whatever <laughs> I'm sorry
1: we do it a lot I understand
0: uh so Christberg also talked about the Supergirl finale in the uh in the future into season three he says we are bringing back people we've had all season we have Calista Flockhart coming back in the last two episodes we have Linda Carter returning as the president Sharon Leal is coming back as Magan obviously there's Tyler as Superman there are some of the biggest episodes we've ever done. We're so proud of Terry Hatcher and so amazed she's on our show. And Killing It is Rhea. There is a feature film quality finale with huge guest stars, stunts, and visual effects. We will get a glimpse of the season three villain in the finale, which we're also excited about. Uh, also, on Hecklin's return, he said the show is called Supergirl. So, our Superman is here in service of Supergirl. He's her family, he's her conscience. He's her mentor. There's also some very cool scenes between the two of them. You know, they, they tend to hit that hit that beat a lot and toe that line a lot in interviews. I understand Superman's not here to be Superman. He's here to be Supergirl's mentor and family. You know, uh, that's clear. You know, I'm not worried about Superman overshadowing Kara at this point on her own show. I'm uh, worried that... Poor writing is going to overshadow Supergirl in her own show at this point. Yeah. There, because Supergirl hasn't been Supergirl. She's been a jerk.
1: There, there's there been, yeah, there's, there's been a problem where, like, the things you loved about Kara and Supergirl have been mm-hmm. diminutized a little bit. Uh,
0: now, I mean, if that's a thing they're going for, like, she's gotten a little too cocky, you know, she's gotten a little too aggressive. Uh, she needs to pull it back like sort of an iron man type of thing where the good guys their own worst villain yeah i mean like if we were going for like a really
1: prolonged uh, red kryptonite <laughs> or something that would be one thing but it's just she's she's not making uh yeah. decisions the same way she was in season 1 and it, it it's worrisome but mm-hmm. um the thing i like about uh tyler hecklin huckling yeah Hecklin? Hecklin, Hecklin, Yeah. Um I'm told. I don't
0: know.
1: I'm going to go with Tyler Hecklin. Is uh, he? He does have a very like supportive presence without uh, kind of trying to take over the frame. Uh, he, he he. When when we've seen him, he's uh, he's very much on the show without taking over Supergirl. You know. Mm-hmm. It's it's a hard line to toe, and he. I, I I feel like he does it very well.
0: Yeah, I really, I I like him as Superman. I like the way they, I've liked the way they have presented him thus far. It's a lot better to have sort of a, you know, uh, I don't want to say diminutive, uh, more of a subdued in in characteristic Superman who, you know, can serve as a mentor for Kara, who can serve as, you know, a family member who's there to to help her through uh, hard times while at the same time serving as an icon uh, to the world and as an icon to the audience members who are watching, like oh that's Superman, yeah. And he um, does he does a, he he does a great job
1: as Superman. He just he doesn't um, have this like I want to say like yeah. Captain Adam Booster Gold Aries, you know that that might like right. take over the show and
0: right make it about
1: Superman. It it's still a Super show. Yeah, and he does a you know, great he, job of like, like subdued is a great is a great word for it.
0: Yeah, and I think you know another actor or you know just a couple of inches in another direction in writing, uh, you know, a misdirection of lines might push that over the edge and make us feel like that's not you know what we really were looking for in a Supergirl show. Yeah, I, uh, I do think so, yeah, yeah
1: I, it's a it's a tight wire. Like if, if it was Nathan Fillion, we'd be thinking, "Oh, what a douche!" <laughs> Taking over this show that way. Yeah.
0: Well, maybe unless you, you he was that, like but, cast you
1: know. as Booster Gold, and we're like, "Oh, he's supposed to take over the show that way." Be like, yeah, if he was, right. you know, if it was like his kind of persona, you know.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, I'm 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 happy so far with the direction they've taken because either way, you, you know, you can't have Superman be too much of, you know. Uh, I don't know too subdued because then it's like he's not superman. No, he has to be and, he has
1: to be confident and noble, but he yeah. can't be and he has to be incredibly humble. But he mm-hmm. he can't be um I don't know, mitigated intimidating uh, like it uh, Yeah.
0: It,
1: he can't be the kind of person who falls into the background, but he like he has right, to stand no. beside anybody but
0: yeah i you know i just think it's uh, this Superman it's can't like step ahead well. of them. yeah uh, uh,
1: it's yeah. it's a weird thing to describe but yeah i think they've done a great job with it
0: yeah i'd be proud too
1: <laughs> right
0: they might be a little too proud but they're i'd be proud too <laughs> uh so the supergirl finale will apparently be called nevertheless she persisted a reference to the recent ongoings on uh or between the Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell and his pull quote following the silencing vote of Elizabeth Warren during the debate over Jeff Session's confirmation for- att- Attorney General, hopefully uh that episode won't really be dealing with with any of that political stuff so I don't want to see all that that just sounds awful
1: it it's It's a cute reference, but I doubt we're going to see it
0: right i you know i I hope it's only a reference. <laughs> Because just reading that felt as heavy handed as I ever wanted to feel on this show.
1: <laughs> I mean, that's about as factual as it can get as far as like, <laughs> this is the dry reference that happened.
0: Right. So Andrew Kreisberg was talking about his new favorite whole cloth character. He says, I had previously been most proud of Dig, now it's definitely Alex. I think that we're just the lucky guys and girls who get to tell this leg of the character's journeys. You sort of just hope that you can add to it and add to the collective story that is told over so many decades. The idea, like with Green Arrow, that John Diggle has become part of his universe. Now Diggle is in the comic books, not written by us. People have just embraced that character. Absolutely, I think as a as a creator, you always hope that you you invent Harley Quinn.
1: Oh, you want to um, want to how does Smith put it? Uh, put a new spoke in add, the wheel. Add
0: an add another spoke to the wheel. Yeah. yeah, Christberg continues, and that future generations of Green Arrow storytellers might have John Diggle as part of his world is just so cool to us. Similarly, with Alex, that Supergirl has never really had a sister before, and yet, hopefully, now people will feel like, uh, now people feel that relationship is almost indispensable to interpretations of her and i think alex is one of my favorite characters i've ever gotten to write i think that's what's so interesting about her is that alex would be the star of her own show except for the fact that her sister is supergirl she's a doctor and an alien fighting secret agent if she played an instrument she'd be buckaroo banzai (laughs) she's this amazing character she's only overshadowed by the fact that her sister is the girl of steel and i think that's so interesting that she's both her sister's protector and teacher and confidant but then can't do half the things that Cara can do and yet is so resourceful on her own I just think she's such an amazingly interesting complex and funny and deep and emotional character because that that sentence just ends buddy and just the journey (laughs) that she went through regarding her own sexuality this year she's never not interesting there's no situation you can put her in where I don't think she's the most interesting person in the room yeah you're right Alex is the most interesting person on that show and maybe she shouldn't be but I gave it to you, buddy. She is. She's awesome. I, I'm <laughs>
1: happy with her being so. I mean...
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll deal with it. It's fine. Like, Supergirl like slash like Kara Carly. is kind
1: of ostensibly the reason we watch the show, but you you want other reasons to watch the show, and, and yeah, Alex is a great character.
0: What's weird is, you know, he's right, is that, you know, uh, hopefully Alex is going to be one of those in- indispensable things. Two interpretations of Supergirl. But, I do. You know, I do
1: kind of hope she shows up in, in some of the books sometimes.
0: You know, previously, Supergirl, though, wasn't really like she's had so many different, so many radically different versions over the years. Like, she was, she came from a sister planet. She came from Krypton. She, she might be his cousin. She's not his cousin. Right. She pretends to be his cousin. She's Kara Kent. You know, and then you you have the the Peter David run you have the the run where she's uh, whatever it was she was the that strange shape shifting creature that Lex Luthor jr created <laughs> um, <laughs> and she had like flaming wings at some point she's power girl, but from a different universe there's just her history is so complex, it's like the spider clones.
1: And there's Power Girl just kind of overlapping on it in general.
0: Yeah, I think Alex might be the anchor Supergirl needs.
1: <laughs> <sighs> she's a good character. Like, she's... If you put her in any show, I think she's a pretty good character. Mm-hmm. I, I, I Alex like her. or I, Supergirl? No, Alex. Um, okay. <laughs> you could you could put her in just about anything, and I think I would think, yeah, that girl's a badass. I like her.
0: Yeah. So over to The Flash. Uh, Andrew Kreisberg. we're done has with the Supergirl bit... episode. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Over the flash. Uh, Andrew Kreisberg talked a little bit about the Barry reveal. Uh, he says, what's interesting about people's reactions. We certainly wrote it, but just the way the cast performs it is, is this one thing to have seen that giant metal suit in here that there's a version of Barry inside of it? It's quite another thing when you actually come face-to-face with what's inside. Those scenes that are coming up over the next few episodes is that everyone gets a real glimpse of this person. is this mixture of both horror and sadness. His visage is obviously very upsetting. Seeing the scar in the milky white eye, but also seeing the person that you love be so twisted, Barry Allen, who probably has the gentlest soul of all of the characters in the Arrowverse, to just see how far he could fall is both terrifying and it's also heart- heartbreaking. Um, yeah. And, you know, I, I didn't hate the reveal. A lot of people did. Uh, I don't understand quite why, Um, other than it's just sort of obvious. And I think maybe they need to shift away from the big identity twist next year um
1: yeah i mean uh, they've done that for a couple of years it's probably time to tell a different kind of story you know
0: but at this at the same time i think this is the problem if they do it correctly this is probably the right story to tell uh, especially with the fan base complaining as much as they have about you know barry going back and changing time and being irresponsible with his powers mm-hmm. i think this is probably the right time this is the the come to jesus moment for barry i think yeah uh, if they do it correctly, if they don't do it correctly, well, then, you know, what do we do? We have Arrow season three or four, uh, you know, let's shed a tear and hope for better next season. I'm liking it so far. <laughs> I mean,
1: I, I, I don't know. I've enjoyed it. I really have. I just, yeah. it's probably the point where they need to call it on that, that kind of uh, yeah. storyline. Agreed. Yeah. I have nothing against what's happening. It's just mm-hmm. probably the point where, like, looking forward, yeah, you, you do a different kind of story. Yeah, I mean, and uh, I'm enjoying every single episode of the the Flash. It's it's not like I'm mm-hmm. there, there's no hate here for me, man. I'm looking forward to I, I'll get to watch it on Wednesday when it's available on the CW app. <laughs> I'll be happy as I can yeah. you could be. I mean.
0: You know, and, and to be fair, I think they are telling a different story here. They've they've revealed this thing a little earlier than I thought they would. And uh, now they're. It looks like they're having a lot of fun in the next episode with where it's going. Yeah. And it's not quite what it was last year because there was the reveal of who Zoom was, and then there was the reveal of who the man in the iron mask was. Like several episodes later, yeah. It felt like, and um, you know, I don't, I don't think they're doing the same thing they did last year. I think they're doing something very different, and they're showing, you know, in their own way, how important it is for Barry to not. Screw things up as he has, and to take responsibility for all of the things that he's done.
1: No, absolutely, and even more
0: so. It
1: it uh, looks like they're gonna they're gonna deal with the flashpoint paradox and uh, yeah, even more so in in the next few episodes. But it's still like they've been dealing with the the metaphysical idea of of what could happen with the flash, where absolutely, something yeah. that Arrow has done really well is like they they try to deal with metaphysical it. It was fun for a minute, but it didn't ultimately work out. And I I think something Flash is gonna have to do with the same thing Arrow has done really well this season. Pull back mm-hmm. in and deal with characters. Pull back in and is, you know, tell tell a story about characters.
0: Well look, I mean that's what they're doing here. I mean this what this last part the few episodes that seem like it's doing. You got Caitlin, you got you know Julian and his his choices in regarding you know regarding letting Caitlin Dodder become I mean, uh, Killer Frost. There are gonna be
1: some consequences I mean, to it that are very. It personal. seems like they're digging in deep.
0: Uh, yeah, they're setting up for next year. It feels it's still
1: like. got like the it's still gonna have a metaphysical premise, whereas like this episode, uh, like this season of Arrow doesn't have a metaphysical premise at all. It's very straightforward. Right. right. Um. Like you. You don't have to involve. Any, any, anything that's really sci-fi related to to make this season make sense, right. and uh, Flash maybe next season going into it, it might make it a little sense to dip into that a little bit. Like, yeah, your yeah. Flash, you always need to have this kind of like I don't know, sur- surrealistic feel to you, but telling a story about characters and grounding it a little bit might be the way to go.
0: Yeah. Um. So yeah, uh, now referring to the message that 2024 Barry leaves to the Legends of Tomorrow, Andrew Kreisberg says, someone does point out that suddenly that message makes a lot of sense. So at least, you know, there's something there. At least they're not throwing that out completely. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: gotta vote Cisco, um, just as the person who uh, points it out.
0: Oh, um, yeah.
1: I mean, now if they, you they... had Cisco versus The right now, dollar on each, which, you know, which one would you take?
0: What's the question? <laughs>
1: <It's> gambling <laughs> terminology. Sorry, <laughs> but Cisco versus everyone else, dollar on uh, each. Which one do you take it?
0: I, I don't know. Who's everybody else? I mean, you know, <laughs> it seems that Killer Frost is. Uh... Oh, you're talking about for who says that line?
1: Oh no, who? Sorry. Uh, yeah, I, like, I got who, lost. Who points out that it's? Um...
0: It's late. I got sleepy. What? Um... <laughs> Yeah, for who says that line is probably Cisco? Um, if we sound loopy at all, by
1: in, the way, forgive us. It's like two in the morning.
0: Yeah, I started getting in like, oh, what, who would win? Well, I don't know. Yeah, Killer Frost did just freeze his hands off in that flash. Oh, you're talking about something else. Never mind. Oh, and in the um, promo
1: and the teaser thing, she's all, yeah, all you know, yeah. say goodbye and what? Anyway,
0: anyway, hold So yeah, that sizzle reel though. They so put that sizzle, sizzle reel. reel. For the remainder of Flash Season 3, here are yep. some highlights. Iris and Joe will meet Two-Face Barry in person. <laughs> I love that you still refer to him as that.
1: Sorry. I... Uh,
0: Captain Cold will return to help with strategy, which that entire scene looked amazing. That sounds um, fantastic. Like, everything... With I Wentworth could Milner not on be screen, more excited. I was so happy with... Uh, King Shark was back, and I was happy Uh huh. Cisco spying on Lila. Is it still bad for friends? Uh, Yeah. Two-Face Barry has. uh, Two-Face Barry has flashpointed so much the rules don't apply to him anymore. What? Yes. Um, Wally gets hurt and lets Barry down. Well, we always knew that was going to happen. Yeah. (laughs) Killer Frost and Savitar aren't all that tight as partners. It looked like Savitar was about to, you know, just. Popper that took to her out. Right off. I mean, um, Two Face Barry needs Now Barry to lose Iris so he can exist. Well, duh. And HR gives good. up vital, vital info by not keeping his lips shut. Uh, yeah, I'm down. I, this looks good. I, I mean, that sizzle reel. That
1: sizzle reel was fantastic, man. I that am sizzle reel really psyched about the next few weeks.
0: That sizzle reel, though.
1: It it. <sighs> <laughs> I, I hate the term sizzle reel. I really do. And then there are moments yeah. where I watch something and think, "Oh shit, that worked. That deserves yeah. the term sizzle reel."
0: It does. So over on Arrow, Stephen Amell turned thirty six this week. It was on May eighth. So happy to birthday that guy. He does not look thirty six at all. Yeah. Uh, Arrow stays pretty low in the ratings. Arrow didn't recover from last week's season low. Its share stayed at 0.47, but its ratings dropped even further to 1.358 million viewers. The show was averaging 1.8 during the fall, but it's fallen slightly to 1.6 during the spring revival. Who cares, though, because it's renewed for another season anyway. And um you know what? This is happening across the board. It really is. I think this is just where it is right now. Yeah. People aren't staying inside. It's light outside uh for longer. And people are grilling out. And, um, there's a lot uh, of, uh, cord cutting happening too. There's also that. Uh, so set photos from Arrow episode 521, Honor Thy Fathers, show the return of Cody Rhodes with all his ligaments intact. And it looks like (laughs) everyone will be in costume a lot. And I think they may be, there may be a cement bath that John and Oliver are about to be trapped in. Uh, also, Oliver still isn't in the green Arrow get up yet. So, um, he hasn't an earned il- it
1: in his, his his mind, I guess. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I know he does. He does show up in the get up before the end of the season, but
1: I mean that's five twenty one, and I think it's. Uh, I have to look it up. It's five twenty. Yeah. I forget if they have twenty two or twenty three episodes, but yeah, it's, it's going to be kind of like an end of season surprise to see him back mm-hmm. in
0: it. Yeah, that's so cool. um, over on Hulu they've now released batman and bill uh mark tyler nobleman spent years trying to show the world that bill finger and not bob kane is primarily responsible for the major pieces of batman's ethos including batman himself uh don argo and sheena m joyce's documentary batman and bill follows mark's quest as he fights for the intellectual property of a neglected legend man died in poverty Documentary shows the process of Mark's discoveries and details the legal actions against Warner Brothers as they occurred. Batman and Bill is available now. It's exclusively on Hulu. The trailer for it is up on YouTube. Uh, I'm gonna check it out as soon as I have a chance. Um, which might be tomorrow, but, um.
1: Yeah, I'm, I, I gotta admit, I'm probably gonna like neglect a couple of CW shows this week. I'll, I'll watch them before we review them.
0: Yeah, sure. But, that would be unethical uh, not to do that. That I would will, be ridiculous.
1: I will probably squeeze in Batman and Bill before that. Because it looks yeah. fantastic. The, the, that trailer looks enticing as hell.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm not saying... I, I doubt we'll do a full-on review of the movie, but we might talk about it next week. Yeah, we'll we, we probably if we chat a about chance. it. If you know? Uh, over to Injustice 2, they've released some more DLC characters. Uh, this trailer reveals the identity of three new DLC characters: uh, Starfire, Red Hood, and Sub Zero. I could deal without Sub Zero, but Starfire and Red Hood, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, the game is going to be released next week, May 16th, so. Yay! Not that I'll be playing it anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Like we said on the last episode, you know, our ability to play it is just based on schedule and whenever Matt buys it. So, Yep. <laughs> That's all the news we have. We have some fan feedback. Uh, Dean Smith uh, said that last week's DC TV podcast was absolutely delightful. Uh he says I think you heard I think I heard you say that Bethany's your girlfriend if she isn't she should be she was a perfectly good substitute for Jason you and Bethany have a great chemistry and flow to your conversations great job Bethany I would listen to any show that you are involved in this is very nice dude thank you um I think she is so delightful. Too. that yeah she's a lot of fun yeah that's uh, funny girl <laughs> Randy uh on Twitter Randy uh sf45 um Retweeted a picture of the Inhumans, the first look of the Inhumans. Did you see this thing? Did Mm-mm. you see the Inhumans? Um, it looks bad. It's gotten a lot of negative feedback. And it, it does Aww. look really bad. And uh, he says, do you guys think WB can let Berlanti moonlight at ABC for a while?
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: he could, but I'm not sure it would help. <laughs> you know a lot of the first look of, the first looks for a lot of the shows that we like and we cover on the show didn't look that good so we can you know i think we can i can personally extend just a bit of faith just give it a second just give it yeah. a second i can extend a bit of faith for the 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 inhumans um no it doesn't look good though does it <laughs>
1: i haven't i haven't um, seen it have I, have i told you though the, the like the inhumans will always have an embarrassing aspect for me
0: no, I don't think so.
1: Because um, I was out at like a trivia night with uh, uh-huh. it was me, me, the wife, and uh, a couple of, like high school friends, mm-hmm. and th- like the the category came up comics. I was like, cool, gotcha, mm-hmm. good to go. And they asked like, all right, who's the leader of the Inhumans? And I thought, oh, damn it. It's
0: black bolt, right? It
1: is. But like I, I, I kind of <laughs> thought like I know his I know his power. I think I know a couple yeah. of I like I, I was trying to get myself there, but I really didn't know. And then apparently there's this thing where like for this trivia night they release like the answers to two things. Uh huh. Like out of the 30 something questions they ask, they just give like the answer. And then if you associate it with the question correctly, good for you.
0: Uh huh.
1: So, um, I'm sitting there like the the tables looking at me like, dude, you're the comic guy. I'm like, oh, fuck, I don't fucking know. I, I don't know the inhumans.
0: You're like, I have a DC podcast. I, this DC. isn't, this is
1: not my category. Like, <laughs> what do you want from me? I, I, I can tell you what it can do.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Like 10, 15 years ago, if I'd been in the same situation, I'd have been like, I don't know. I'm, a, I'm an X-Men guy. I'm not an Inhumans guy. I don't know about Inhumans.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, you know, and I really did. Do. Like, I, I knew his power, but I didn't know his name to save my yeah. life. And um, sadly, like, Christian, like, grabbed the sheet out of my hand and, and wrote, like, I got it. And wrote like Black Bolt down and sent it in with like in like trivia Night, she can pick the the you know the the amount of certainty like nine six three or whatever, mm. and she like wrote wrote it down with like nine and sent it in and uh, kind of looked at me and was like, "How in the hell would you know that?" And she's like, "Oh yeah, it was it was released early, like it was it was one of those moments where I was like, <laughs> why." Would you know that? And and she kind of went, okay, so those two words could only possibly be a comic book character? And I read them earlier today. Like, uh-huh. Your logic's not wrong. It's just, damn it.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's impressive.
1: Yeah. I mean, she was right. She was absolutely right.
0: Sure. Uh, one more piece of fan feedback comes from Al Granite on Twitter. Uh says, thanks, guys. You pointed out Katie McGrath's English accent, and now I hear it slipping in and out, seemingly with every line.
1: (laughs) Oh. I don't even feel bad.
0: Uh, I kind of do. Just (laughs) don't. Oh. Yeah, I have the reverse effect on uh, James Marsters, the guy that played Spike on Buffy.
1: Like, yeah. He
0: doesn't have, he doesn't have a British accent. But when I hear him talk in interviews, I hear the British accent, even though he doesn't speak with that accent. <laughs> like naturally.
1: <sighs> it's rough to deal with. I and mean, I, I, I sympathize and I'm sorry. I'm sorry yeah. we did that to you.
0: I'm sorry, buddy. Kind of. It's, it is funny though. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, that's all we got. That's all I got. All you got?
1: Yeah, we should call it.
0: Yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening to uh, to DC On Screen. You can find every episode for free at DC On Uh All 379 episodes.
1: So many episodes.
0: We're proud members of the Giant Size Team Up Network. com for all those cool shows over there. And uh, we're gonna be coming back with reviews of Gotham and Lucifer and uh, Supergirl and The Flash and Arrow. You know, you know the drill. And uh, and then we'll come back again next week with more. You know, pretty much the same thing. DCEU and DCTV news. We don't yeah. change too much. Yeah, we're we have stuck a in our we, ways. we have a pretty
1: straightforward routine for the next few weeks.
0: Yeah, and then you know we might go a little nuts, but importantly
1: we might go nuts and go watch wonder woman
0: (laughs) yeah and then we'll review it but um importantly guys until next time keep some dc on your screen